there's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first-class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer-trained technicians. And specialist advice from our Motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com representing some of the biggest motoring manufacturers across Scotland. Let's go! Appointed 18th of November 2021. He was sacked on the 21st of November 2022. Today was the end as Rangers manager for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst after just over a year in charge and six months after guiding Rangers to a European final. 68 games at the helm. They included six in the Champions League which added up to an all-time low in Europe's top club competition and 15 games in the Scottish Premiership which have seen Rangers drop nine points behind Celtic. He won only 10 out of 15 this season in the league and today the decision was taken by Rangers that enough was enough and they're searching uh, for a replacement now for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst. Rob McLean and Peter Grant on the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors and Peter your reaction to that news which broke today. Disappointed because I think I think it's unfair take the European competition away this season because I think if he had his best players we'd look at something different. I said that last week that I felt if had all these boys available I think it was 10 that's out injured probably 8 and would be starters as I said last week I think it's unfair I think the timing of it's interesting you know they've waited a f- couple of weeks obviously after the, the last league game they looked at it so it tells me that they've probably been looking at someone else try to get that in place first and obviously paying the backroom staff plus Gio off unfortunately but I, th- I think it's a bit unfair I think he was, he's a quality guy and I thought the way he spoke about Rangers and Taking a lot of responsibility and I think a lot of people will be sitting in the background hiding at this moment in time knowing that Gio taking the full responsibility for them and I go back to it, you had a, your so-called superstar player letting you down in the biggest European game that Rangers had for many years. I wonder how he's feeling at this moment in time. I wonder if he'll be sitting putting his photos on Twitter and sitting drinking on the, the beach with the sand. So I think they've got a lot to look back at some of these guys. And the question would be, is the squad good enough, whoever is manager, whether it's Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, which it's not now, or his replacement, is that squad good enough to come back at Celtic? Not to come back at Celtic this year. No chance. Nine points clear. The, the, the league's over. I said it last week. The league is over. Because he's Celtic squad, the, the league's over. Because I know the demands of the manager. Um, you've got the quality of players there. They've been, I thought there was maybe a chance when Callum got injured but how would Celtic replace that was that going to be a problem area for them they came through that exceptionally well and some guys put in Moy I thought got fitter and became a much better player for the group Matt O'Reilly went in there and done very very well in that position um, and they put in big performances and victories which is more important and difficult ones at that time so but Ra- Rangers at- can't have that mindset though can they Rangers aren't Rangers you know although you look at it and, and realism tells you that nine points is Got too big a gap. Um, Rangers... But Celtic won't say either, Rob. Celtic won't say it's over. But I'm telling you, if I was in the Celtic dressing room, I'd be saying, no, it's not over. It's a long way to go and it's every game. They've got three games, they've got three Celtic Rangers games to come. That's what they're holding their hat on. Rangers are hoping on that they can win the other games. 
but they've proven they've not been good enough in the other games. That, I always said that. The Celtic Rangers games look after themselves in many respects. You know you, what you've got to do in that. But when you're playing the other teams, you have to win. And that's what Celtic have done much better, obviously, than Rangers. And that's why they're nine points clear. They've got a much better squad. Um, when guys are injured, they can replace them. And Rangers, unfortunately for them, and unfortunately for Gio, as I say, they had 10 injuries, I think it is. And as I said to you, I'll look at the injuries and I think there's eight of these guys would probably be starters for them. And that's very, very unfortunate as a manager. Let's talk to Derek, who is a Rangers fan. Derek, hi there. I know you're a Celtic fan, Peter, but I, I think to say it was unfair is absolutely ridiculous. The style of football we've been watching this season and part of last season has been absolutely disgraceful. I think, I, game, I think there have been three or four games all season that you could say has been enjoyable. You can't continue to the late memories. No, no, what, what, what I'm saying, Derek, what I'm saying, Derek, is is the fact that the injuries that you've have had, if you'd them all fully fit, I'd be looking at it completely different. I agree with you in that respect, but because of the injuries he's had, did you expect an eighteen year old to be playing at centre back for you this season, even though he's done well in certain games, a kid? Would you be expecting that to be one of your main players this season? I don't think you would. And I think it's all right looking at your supporters hat on and it's all about winning. Of course it is me you're so far behind Celtic. It's, of course, I was there many, many years as a Celtic player on the opposite side of it. So I know how bad it felt and how much the supporters suffered at that particular time. But I think it's been unfair. I think a lot of his performance, I watched Rangers against Dortmund last year and it was probably the best European performance I'd seen in a long, long time for any Scottish club. You know, so that they were all under the manager and everybody was raving about him last year. He got to the final and I thought Rangers deserved to win the final and didn't. But this year, he's not had that fortune. He's not been able to change the shape of his team. He's not had his best players available. And that's the point I'm trying to make. I'm not at the games every week. I agree with you 100% on that. But it's very, very difficult when you've not got your best players available. And recruitment's got to be a big word as well. As well as injuries, it's got, it's got to be recruitment. The, la the last window just, just hasn't panned out for Rangers positively at all. Derek, your, th your thoughts on, on injuries? Peter's talking about all those injuries, which you can't really legislate for, plus the recruitment, which, you know, by any standards hasn't been great. I, I, I said on this station before, uh, Rob, the recruitment the last three or four transfer windows has been a disgrace, and I hope that Ross Wilson goes along with him. But the, the injuries, is it down to your training methods? Because why are we having so many injuries? Yeah, no, no that's Some a fair point. No, no, that's a fair point. There. I asked that question as well. But when you look at, unfortunately for John Souter, John's had a lot of injuries in his young career, you know, he's, he's had a lot of injuries. And by all accounts, there was a medical problem before he actually signed. You know, I, I think, and, and it wasn't seen on his medical, that's what I'd heard. And then he's ended up suffering for, and I think that's why even in the game, when he played against Livingston, I think he was struggling badly with it. And obviously went to 10 off at half time, and then they realised when he'd done they had some like an x-ray or something like that, they found something that they didn't realise was there. So all these things has went against the team this year. And listen, I know how difficult it is. You didn't expect to lose Goldston, you know, as well. So I think it's been really tough. And, and I know I agree with you, but it's very difficult when you've not got your best players available, you're going to get the best performances. The answer is going to be no. You're definitely not going to get that. Recruitment, recruitment's always difficult because everybody thinks Rangers have got X, Y and Z amount of money. And, then, and obviously that's been proven. And I think... A lot of people have sat behind that because you think of the money they brought in with the players that went out. What, what they've done yeah. with that, you've not, they never spent that to get better players. They spent what I don't know how much Rangers spent this season. Yeah, but but those I mean, two the two the two guys who went out, Bassi 
and Aribo were both signed for just a few hundred thousand each, weren't they? So, yes. so you're not talking about splashing out a lot of money for those guys. That was just clever business Absolutely. in the market, wasn't well, it? Stephen and I would know them for youth teams down there when Stephen Gerrard was there. He'd seen them playing in youth games in Bale and all that, but they'd seen them playing against Liverpool at the youth levels. So they, they thought they were good enough to come to play at Rangers. And that's that's sometimes works for you. But they got their money, they get more than their money's worth for mm. it, and deservedly so with their performances last year. But you'd have been hoping, if I had manager and Gio, I'd have been thinking, well, hopefully I'm maybe going to get about 15 million in that. I maybe need to buy three players with that, but I'm hoping I'm going to get about 15 to 20 million to spend on the group because of the, the type of players I've lost. Mm. And that's not happened. And then, as I say, you've got some guys there who should be embarrassed today. Two, two players in particular was Kent and Morellas. They should be embarrassed the, the day that it's happened to their manager. Do you go with that, Derek? Do you agree with that? I, I think that last week, Rob, that yeah. have been embarrassed when they played Morelos again for the club. Uh, my preferred choice, Rob, would be Kevin Muscat. Right, who's currently at Yokohama in Japan. Why why, why, Musk, uh, why Kevin Muscat, Derek? What, what's your thinking on that? Uh, well, look at the job Baganya's done at Celtic with the same sort of a similar market. Mm-hmm. He's built a, he built a team, I think, also done it in Australia. Uh, he made a good job in Australia as well and, and are you in agreement with what Rangers have done here firstly in sacking uh, Van Bronckhorst and also the fact that it happened this Monday and not last Monday I'd have sacked him after Celtic beat his 4 nothing at Parkhead right. I, I went in that night I'd have sacked him that night I'd have sacked him after the European Cup final as well and so I, I know Peter says he got his here he also blow the Cup final with half an hour to go with his tactics uh, against Aberdeen, terrible tactics last season. West County, terrible tactics. Liverpool, terrible tactics. Uh, no, Liverpool, uh, Livingston, all last season. His tactics were terrible. Uh, I know you can blame injuries, but his style of football was dreadful to watch. And were you supportive Were you supportive of the original decision to hire him? Uh, I, it wouldn't have been my preferred choice, but when he came, I thought he would have done a lot better than what he did. And I don't know, is it recruitment? And is he part of the recruitment? But the signings have been just dreadful. I, I think Baron Cholak and maybe Ben Davis to a degree, the rest of these signings have been dreadful. And I think and at, at that when you have limited budget, Rob, yeah. you kinda of get away with that. And I think Peter, I think we've sensed it for a while now in the last few weeks, haven't we? His interviews, the 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 tone of the interviews you know, he was struggling to come up with answers. Yeah, and I think it's difficult. And I know what it's like. You've been there as a manager and you can never be critical of your board or whatever. We're looking at it and saying, well, why is he not spent X, Y, and Z amount of money mm. to replace the guys that went out? Why is only this a certain amount of money been spent? And I think as a manager, if you're losing that quality, it, the performances that the boys showed last year and get the money they done was fantastic. But you've got to be able to see some of that back if you're going to improve. You can't be bringing, we're talking about the players they bring in. Yilmaz, what was it, we were brought in and he's not played his first game after three or four months am I yeah, correct yeah. you know he's barely played and that's what I'm saying you spend four million but if you've only got about six or seven million to spend yeah. and you're spending four million on somebody you're not paying for three months there's got to be questions asked so that tells me was it Gio I don't know I don't know if it was Gio brought them in but what he's trying to do is he's trying to cover everybody only once I felt he let his interview down was when he played Ajax the first game and he said about the money mm. situation you know and he was saying financial will never be able to and, and cup ties you can always have an opportunity to win. Celtic won with 20% against Barcelona. So in a cup tie, mm. you can win, mm-hmm. you know. So you never give yourself, let yourself down in that respect. And I thought that was the only interview, really, 
I felt he let himself down with maybe sort of making an excuse. I think we know where we are. We know these clubs are way above us financially. Yeah. But I think but you've got to be careful of the timing when you're talking about finances because in a one-off cup tie, you yeah. can perform. There's a difference between saying they're on a different level in, in terms of budget yes. to we can't compete yes, with them. absolutely. Yeah. You can always compete. Yeah. You can always compete. But nine times out of ten, the two teams that's competing, the quality will obviously shine through. You know that. But I think the Rangers fans would have been disappointed that night. I'm talking to Derek and that. They'd have watched that game and been disappointed because they'd have thought... We never get in their face, upset them, you know, make the game difficult for them. Mm. And it became too easy for them. And everybody looking at that game would have seen that in that particular night. And I can understand the manager's disappointment, but that's the time you don't use the money thing. But other times I think he sat back and said, well, what finances has he had? How much budget did he get to spend? That'd be the interesting thing for me. Because if you're getting five, six, seven million and you're spending four million on someone who doesn't play for the first three months he's at your football club, then there has got to be questions asked in that respect. But as I say, I, I'd have judged them more if he'd everybody available. That would have been a thing for me. If he'd been everybody available, then for me, there's a completely different argument then if the other guys would have been available to play in the matches. Let's talk for, Let's talk to Ian from Clyde Bank, uh, another Rangers fan. Stay with us meantime, uh, Derek. Uh, what are you thinking today, Ian, about the decision to get rid of Van Bronckhorst? Hello, Ian. Right, we don't seem to have Ian with us. Derek, you still there? Hello, Derek. No, I think Derek's gone as well. Um, so uh, let's let's talk about his choice, Derek's choice uh, for replacement, Peter. Uh, Kevin Muscat, a player you, you came up against in yeah, your time. Yeah, when I went down south as a player, um, Kevin was at Wolves as a player at that particular time. And it, it always sticks in my mind because... We get tore apart with him in Molyneux. We got beat 4-1, I think it was 5-1. They had one of the most horrendous tackles I've ever seen. You know, and Bruce Street, I can always remember that was a manager I was at the time, was waiting on him coming up the tunnel. It was horrendous. It was actually, believe it or not, it was young Craig Bellamy, he was only 17 at the time. We nearly turned his kneecap off. And um, I remember Bruce was fuming at him. And then I came against him many times when he was at, he was at Millwall um, and I was at West Ham. So he was a very compet uh, competitive player um, and I'm sure that's one thing he'd demand from his teams because nine times out of ten you'll see that's what they mirror as the sort of management, uh, when they get into management they mirror the teams they are. And I, I look at the ones that's getting me names, you'll say like Sean Dice, Sean was similar type character, strength, fight, determination, guts. You know, all his teams were all built on that. Mm. So you're saying is that what Rangers are looking for? Because I'd look at Gio and I'd think that was slightly different. He was brought for the Dutch. He's been in Barcelona, the way he played, you know, sort of thing. But maybe it's a different mindset they've got to have. And maybe that's what Rangers are looking for. We want that fight. We want that guts, that determination. And maybe that's character they're looking for more than the, the sort of way that the manager plays football. So yeah. that'd be an interesting one. You know, when you look at the, the names that's getting mentioned for it. Yeah. You know, Sean Dyche is interesting as well because... Sean, I've known a long, long time. Well, well, can I just interrupt you for a second? We'll come to that in a sec. 0808 17 17 700, the Go Radio Football Show. Let's get another uh, fan opinion uh, in right now. And we've got Ian in Clyde Bank. Hi, Ian. Hi, so bad. What are you What are you thinking about uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst getting the sack today? I think it's terrible. I think they should have uh, kept him on a bit longer. Uh, to be honest, the board have got a lot to play in this. Uh, they never backed him. When basically they got rid of Calvin Bassey, who was literally two players on the, the pitch. Mm -hmm. He was absolutely outstanding. The, the last year, look what Calvin Bassey done. 
They never ever replaced him. Uh, they let Aribo go. Never gave him any funding. Half his players are, are injured in the squad just now. What do you expect him to do? He can only play on the path to what he's got. And then Morelis is down. So you, you'd have given uh, Giovanni Van Bronckhorst more time? I'd have given him another transfer window, at least I. Definitely. Peter? I agree with you. That's what I said earlier. Mm. I, I, I agree with him because the boys he lost, he's not been able to replace financially. And also also the fact that I feel that the boys that's not been available to play, that's a massive part of it. When you're talking about 10 players injured, and I know you can say well, what sort of training they've been doing, but I look at Ben Davis and he seems to have been injured for a long time anyway. You know, that's not down to G or whatever this season. Last season as well, he never played a lot of football. And you look at it and you think to yourself, I feel disappointed, I judge him completely different. If all these boys were available and this was his squad, and you think, there we go, he's had everybody to choose from, the performances have been poor, then we know it's all about winning. You can't be nine points behind Celtic, you can't be one point behind Celtic, never mean at any time. You know, that's the way mm. it's judged up yeah. here. You've as well been last, you know, because that's the way it's judged up here. And that, that'll never change. And I was there for a long time when we were suffering. We weren't good enough and Rangers were battering us, as in points-wise. And I know how difficult it was. And our managers suffered through that. And it wasn't because of lack of effort, it was just lack of quality we had. You know, at that moment in time, Rangers had all the quality. So I know how difficult it can be. But I agree with you in the respect to that. I'd have judged them completely different if his boys were all available. And I, I think he's been let down with the, the boys that's been there, uh, some of the guys we've mentioned. Yeah. Do, you, do you agree with that, Ian, that, that he's been let down by players who haven't delivered the goods? 29-year-old boys as a defender. You know what I mean? Goldson got injured and then he's doing to King. Yeah. And what, he's got to be, that's been a lot of pressure on that young lad as well. That young guy's going out there and he's getting, basically he's getting the taken off all the time. He's still learning his trade. Yeah, you run the risk of damaging him at an early age, don't you? If you're if you're pitching him in too quickly and giving him too much football too soon. That's what I'm trying to say. Aye. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to get across. Aye. So what about? I mean, you would have kept on Giovanni van Bronckhorst, but he has gone today. So who would you like to see coming in as replacement, Ian? To be honest, I've, I know who I'd like to see, but they've not got the budget for that. Eh? Um, I really who promised to have another three years left is. Well, three years wages for Giovanni, isn't he? You know, in a four-year deal. Yeah. Take him in, so that'll cost a fair plus, plus the backroom, plus the backroom staff. I mean, that's going to be a, that's going to be a hefty payoff, isn't uh, it? But, but what you'll find in there, uh, Ian, in the respect of that, is if they can be on a three-year deal still left, but when you sign your contract at the start, if you get sacked, it can be something that says you've got a year's money. If you go, even within that three, four yeah. years, you can get a year's money. The staff maybe be on something slightly different. There's maybe be six months' money. So it's not paying the full oh. contract out. That's the way it works predominantly when you get in as a manager uh -huh. now. You know, so they'd as well have yeah. years roll on contracts to be perfectly honest with you, because yeah. that's predominantly what they, they get paid off is probably a year of their salary. You know, they get a year's salary to go because it gives them an opportunity to try and get back into work uh -huh. during that period as well. Uh -huh. That's what they try and do. But I agree with you. I agree with you in that respect. Just disappointing that he's lost his job. I don't like anybody who's not losing his job. And I, I'd like to judge them differently mm -hmm. if everybody had been available. And is there no way uh, back, Ian? I, is, is, the, is, is the league over? Is it gone? I think the league's definitely gone. I think we might get a cup or two, but um, I definitely think the league's gone. But I would like to see, and I don't know if it'll happen, uh, Michael Buehler back up. Well, he was up about three weeks ago, wasn't he, watching a game? Hopefully... I didn't think they've sacked him without having somebody else no. in mind. So yeah. 
a few candidates in mind, believe that, or maybe Gerard short term until the end of the season. I don't know, to be quite honest, but. Um, Ian, thanks for your call. Good to, good, good to have you on the show. Uh, all, all, the, all the best. What do you think then? What about that sacking decision today uh, for Giovanni Van Bronckhorst? The end has come just over a year in charge. And who would you like to see taking over? 0808 1717 700. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! Rob McLean and Peter Grant on the show today on the day that Giovanni Van Bronckhorst was shown the door at Rangers. Many thinking it might happen last Monday. It has happened this Monday and Rangers are on the hunt for a new manager. Uh, Sean Dyche is the, the bookie's favourite at the moment. We'll get Peter's thoughts on that. Kevin Muscat, we've talked about already, currently in charge at Yokohama. He's 4-1 to one on the betting. Michael Beale, who was uh, number two to Stephen Gerrard. He is currently Queen's Park Rangers manager. Uh, he's involved in the betting. Kevin Thompson is there, former Rangers player. Uh, gave up his job at Kelty Hearts and maybe surprising that he hasn't uh, been given another offer uh, between now and then. Gietil Knutsen, uh, who's the Bodo Glimped uh, head coach, he's involved in the betting. A return for Stephen Gerrard isn't being ruled out by the bookies. And Russell Martin, who's at Swansea at the moment, he is currently... 10 to 1 who's it going to be who do you think what do you reckon to the decision making at Rangers the recruitment the injuries uh, was it the right decision to get rid of Giovanni Van Bronckhorst or like Ian and Clyde Bank do you think that uh, he should have been given more time he deserved more time because of that long injury list and uh, you don't have to go back too far uh, six months to that momentous result uh, and performance series of performances which took Rangers to a European Final. We're talking as well about the, the World Cup, a win for Ecuador on the opening uh, day yesterday, winning against the hosts, Qatar. I believe England were playing Iran today, still waiting for news <laughs> of that one to come in in the course of the show. It sounded like a set at Wimbledon 6-2. Uh, that one finished. Senegal, Netherlands, we were expecting something pretty lively, I think, from these two, Peter, but uh, 66 minutes in, still nil-nil. Yes, and it's one of these games, you're looking at it, Netherlands have got a lot of the ball with the quality they've got they've not created many chances it's interesting you know when you look at them they look as if they've not got a striker and I think at the highest level you've got to have guys that can score goals you know and I look at the Netherlands team and I just don't think they have that you know they've just brought Depay on there who likes to go and float round about the pitch and I think that could be a problem for them as the tournament goes on but you're looking at this game and I wouldn't surprise me in the least if Senegal got them sneak it because mm. they've got great pace up front they're very quick Oh, obviously uh, on the counter-attack and they've had a couple of opportunities even though the Dutch have had all the ball and I just it's one of these games you see in the World Cup usually in the first games <laughs> the, the surprise result and this could be it yeah this could be the one because I, they've had a couple of chances in the last few minutes and you think hmm it's going the way that all these ones if you remember Argentina against mm. was it Cameroon yeah you know down to, they, they lost a man in the game they think Maradona down to 10 players and then they get the winner mm. and this is the way this game's looking at this moment in time I'll probably be wrong <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about the big story today the end of Giovanni Van Bronckhorst as Rangers manager let's get your thoughts on that 0808 17 17 700 we've already heard from Derek 
we've heard from Ian their views not just on the dismissal of the gaffer uh, but who they reckon should be uh, taking over uh, it was November the 18th last year when he was uh, announced as manager and this was how the news broke on this show well it's happened in the last 15 minutes, Rangers have announced Giovanni van Bronckhorst as their new manager. He replaces Steven Gerrard, who left last week, to take charge at Aston Villa. He was three years a Rangers player between 1998 and 2001. He'd some playing career, came from Feyenoord, moved on to Arsenal, and he was a Champions League winner at Barcelona. Uh, he was, of course, head coach at uh, Feyenoord as well in the Eredivisie and he won the Rotterdam team their first title in 18 years. Now he is the manager at Rangers. Craig Moore is a, an old teammate of his. What are you thinking, Craig? Yeah, look, I'm absolutely delighted uh, that, that Rangers have got their man. Um, Gio seemed to, to be the one that was... Um, at the top of that list, um, so a lot of a lot of work has been done to s secure his services. Now, played with him, fantastic player, has showed a lot of class. You touched on Rob, his his record in terms of management, one final, their first trophy in eighteen years. Um, so this is uh, a manager that is highly thought of. Was linked in the City Group potentially under Pep Guardiola. That's how high regard he was held. Rangers have got their man, and I'm absolutely delighted that they've done it before the semi final. Well, that was Craig Moore's uh, thoughts a year ago about the appointment of Giovanni van Bronckhorst. And of course, the game he was talking about there was the, the League Cup semi-final uh, where Rangers lost to Hibs. He was watching up in the stand. And of course, there was a lot of talk at the time about whether he could have got himself involved at halftime uh, as the manager, not on the touchline, um, and, and tried to turn that around. Yeah, but it's very difficult... When you're put in there, they probably say you're not taking over and there could be contractual reasons why he's came. Even though he's named as a manager that can be running, there's all different things and people don't, they just see the picture and say, well, why did Gio go down, not go down or not go on the touchline? He's probably been down at half-time. He's not seen enough of the team to manoeuvre certain players and say, well, he can play here and he can move here and he because he's probably not seen enough of them. So I've got a bit of sympathy in that respect, but if you don't win, it's always wrong. Yeah. It's always the wrong decision. <laughs> that, that's for sure, you know. Yeah. If they'd have won the game, people would have said, oh, that's good, he's got ready for the cup final, let him take the cup final, he knows the team now, whatever. But I've seen it so many times. You know, managers have come, they prefer to watch the first game, sitting in the stand, don't really affect it, go down at half-time, maybe say a couple of things to the coaching staff, not to the players, so they're not getting too many voices. And probably Gio's done that. You know, we don't see that, but that's what's probably happened at that particular time. But listen, I always liked him. I thought it was different tactically for Stephen. I thought uh, Rangers under Stephen at, one, at certain times were very one-dimensional. I thought Gio would go to a back three, he'd slip into it during the game, he was tactically aware. You know the Dutch like to play with the two white guys right out in the 4-3 three, three system. I thought he tinkered with that a few times in important moments and big games mm. and it worked very well yeah. for him. So I think he's intelligent in football. He doesn't become a bad coach overnight, there's no doubt of that. But it just shows you, and I've said it so many times, out with Manchester United, Celtic and Rangers, the pressure that's on these managers and players to perform and win week in, week out is incredible. And it's only clubs... Any other club that would be looked upon as if sitting in this place and now think, well, OK, we've just had a tough season, you've had a couple, few injuries, we understand that. Unfortunately, up here, that just doesn't happen. Any, if it was down in England, it would probably be getting away with it. You know, even though it'd be nine points. But look at Brendan. Harley won a game at the start of the mm. season. Now all of a sudden they're yeah. winning all the games they can possibly win. People will want him sacked saying he was the worst coach this and that and it's just incredible actually to say that. But that's where it was a couple of weeks ago and that's what you need. 
his players have started to come back his injuries have started to come back then you get the performances mm -hmm. unfortunately for Gio that's not going to happen for him because he's not going to get the opportunity to do that and, and then obviously with a window coming up that would be interesting and it's always a difficult window this one anyway mm -hmm. it's never easy to get anybody in this window because the better players are all playing on their side you know so it's very, very difficult then. So for his his new signings for him would probably like a Hadji hopefully going to be fit or something yeah. like that. That'd be his new signings for him. Maybe a, maybe loans, maybe yeah. a loan yeah, or but two. It's still, still even then, Rob. It's very yeah. difficult. You know, it is really difficult because the squads are so big now. Yeah, you've got twenty five players in England named. So it used to be if they'd sixteen players named that'd be hit. Mm. It didn't matter after that. Then you'd another nine players. But now because of the fact it's twenty five players that are named. It's very, very difficult after that for the quality that you would think would be expected to play for Rangers. Is it surprising that he hasn't utilised his contacts in the Netherlands to, to bring in some, some Dutch players? I think that's probably what we expected, wasn't it, when he took over, that he would he would get into that area. And does that maybe add to the suspicion that maybe a lot of the transfer business he hasn't been directly involved in? Yeah, and also the fact is, it's just not the player you sign for Rangers. Who can handle playing for them? Mm -hmm. Who can handle playing in front of 50 or something? And he, know, he knows. <laughs> Absolutely. And he'll say, there's a hell of a lot of good players that you'll look at and you'll think, oh, he's a real good player, but he couldn't play for Rangers or he couldn't play for Celtic. You know, I've seen it so many mm -hmm. times. So, and also financially, people don't realise the wages is completely different. I'm not saying in Holland, I'm not so sure of that in Holland, but even down south, you know, you go down to the second and third division, you know, I've got non-league players playing part-time on £800 a week at part-time. Mm. You know, that shows you, and that's in the, I'd say, seventh and eighth tier. <laughs> you know, yeah. that's what they're getting. So that tells you the types of finances are on the leagues above that. And it's very, very difficult to get that quality player. And when Rangers and Celtic go fishing, they only think he's Celtic and Rangers, oh, he's got 30 million for Bassi or 20 million for Bassi or Ebo and whatever. And that's, as soon as Rangers go, then, oh, well, you've got that amount of money in the bank. Yeah, and then that even becomes more difficult so that's why it's sometimes better if you know these boys are going already of the people in the building because they don't know what you've got in your bank account because it, the wage the, the prices definitely do go up if they know you've got finances uh, in, the, in the bank there is absolutely no doubt of that Talking of money in the bank did Giovanni Van Bronckhorst have a lots of credit in the bank which should have uh, tilted things in his favour bearing in mind that six months ago he took them to the Europa League final and very nearly, nearly won it so Again, it's what you were saying. You know, you don't suddenly become a bad manager in six months when 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 you've got that on your on your CV. I always go back to one game, Rob. I remember one of my friends was up to watch Rangers playing, and they went to the game. And they were playing Aberdeen, and he turned Morelos off at nil nil, and he put Roof on, and the fans were going crazy, and Roof scored, mm -hmm. and they won that game. And for me, that was the time it turned for him. I felt that the fans started to accept it. Oh, he knows what he's doing a little bit, you know. That's what I felt, yeah. you know. And then the team started to perform and they put in some fantastic performances, you know. Celtic were a juggernaut at a period of time. I know people say there were six points clear or whatever, but Celtic became a juggernaut. You know, all their players were playing well. The full team was playing well at Celtic. That was what was happening as well. And that sometimes happens, you know. The, the opponent's just playing well and you just can't stop them. It's like Celtic the now they're getting equaliser against them late in the game and then they're still going on to win in the 90 odd minutes and that happens at times and Gio must have been scratching his head at times you know thinking and it always puts an extra pressure on when you're playing the next day you know when Celtic have won and then Rangers have to play the next day there's an extra pressure because the fans are watching, saying but we've got to win there's an extra pressure comes along with that but you can only do that when you're best players 
And Rangers was, I keep going back to it, Rangers have not had their best players available or their, their signings available that they thought were going to be available for them. And they've not had their strongest defence. That's always difficult. You know, when you've not got your strongest, because that when things are going against you at times you can dig in, then you can get somewhere. Because listen, Cholak's been scoring goals. Yeah. The, the bottom line, he's mm-hmm. been brought in as a striker, he's scoring goals, he's done his job. You know. But at the end of the day, if you keep conceding silly goals or not creating, or you've got to move John Lundstrom back from the middle of the pitch to the back at centre half, which they had to do at St Mirren, things like that. Mm-hmm. And that just kept seeming to happening for him time and time again. And I'm not here. I'm just being honest. I've been there as a manager. I know what it's like, how difficult it is. I lost my job because I don't win games. Joe's lost your job because you don't win games. You know that. And you can't make excuses. And the one thing he's never done is made an excuse. No. That's the one thing I'll give him credit for. He's never said, well, we'll get X, Y, and Z amount of players on because he thinks it's disrespectful to the ones he's picking. But the ones that has been available and let them down badly, they're the ones that should be sitting there thinking, mm, you know, because they're not just let him down. Yeah. Because the people you're all the time is the people in the terracing. That's who you're playing for at all times. At all times. And never forget that. It's not a manager, nothing. I never, ever played for a manager. I, I got on all well with all my managers. Some guys I didn't like, but I, I'd run through a brick wall for them. I'd run through a brick wall for them because I knew I was representing the club and the supporters at all times. And that's what the players should never forget. You know? And I think there's definitely one that's let them down badly. And I think that, that that's a crying shame. And especially when you've got the rest of the gang out who's been injured. If you've not got them available, it's so tough for a manager. People don't realise. I know people can go on about the recruitment, but when you recruit people and they're not available, the only question mark is Yelmaz, obviously. I don't know the reason why he wasn't playing. You know, maybe he wasn't up to speed. I don't know, but not for three, four months if you're spending that amount of money. Ben Davis was on the bench for a while and, and, and not featuring for a while as well, wasn't Absolutely. he? Absolutely. I don't know if he was just trying to bring him back. Yeah. I don't know because you're thinking if he's available... He should be playing, mm. you know, even get minutes on the pitch to get fitter because I know how difficult it is to get fitter. You know, the only way you can get fitter is playing matches, Yeah, you know. Um, definitely he'd have been a big player for them, there is absolutely no doubt of that. Kenny McLean to Rangers, does that... Uh, oh, he'd be a fantastic sign for do you see? Do you see that having possibilities? It'll be difficult because financially I yeah, go again, yeah. you know, financially I go again. I think he's again. a Rangers fan, isn't he? Yeah, and maybe at the age of maybe, what, 31 is he, Kenny? He'd be a fantastic player for them. Yeah. No, Kenny, I, I was fortunate enough to work with Kenny, you know, at 21s and uh, the mm. full, you know, so I, I really like him as a player. He, he's very popular with the Norwich supporters and done a good job. I used to go and watch Norwich when I lived down there uh, when he was there and he'd done very well for them. So he'd be a very good signing for them, you know, he's at that age and as you say, he's got that commitment, but he's got the quality as well, mm-hmm. you know, and that, then you're talking about, you're bringing that little bit of quality, affordability, yet again, that all comes into it, as Kenny, because he'll be in very good money at Norwich, and I don't know if Rangers play that type of money, I don't know, I'm not sure, but the finances are up here, but he'll be in very good money in the Championship, and that, as I say, they, they talked about Ollie McBurney and all these guys, but then all of a sudden, Ollie McBurney goes for 20 million, and people up here say, he can't kick his own backside, mm. <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah, he goes for yeah. 20 odd million pounds, yeah, and that is what I'm saying down there. It's very, very difficult. Ordinary players go for masses amount of money and masses wages, and it's very, very difficult to bring them to a Celtic and Rangers financially. And that's why Andrew's been so good because he went to the market that he knew. Yeah. You know, he went to a market that he knew that financially he could afford them, and whether it was uh, transfer fees, but also financially uh, wages wise. It's a one-hour show tonight, so we've got about 20 minutes to go and you can still have your say on that decision to sack Giovanni Van Bronckhorst today. 0808 17 17 700. Uh, it is still goalless in that uh, third game of the World Cup finals in Qatar. So far, Senegal nil, Netherlands nil and just about 11 minutes to go on that one. Earlier, England beat Iran 6-2 and of course Ecuador were winners yesterday uh, against 
Qatar. What about Sean Dyche? Uh, will he be the man to replace Van Bronckhorst? We'll talk about that next. The Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! It's the Go Radio Football Show with Macklin Motors. Rangers are looking for a new manager after today's dismissal of Giovanni Van Bronckhorst, Sean Dyche, Kevin Muscat, Michael Beale, Kevin Thompson, Russell Martin, just some of the names being spoken about as potential replacements. Rob McLean and Peter Grant in the studio and we've got Scott on the line. Hi, Scott. Hi, guys. Hi, Scott. You've been uh, looking for the head to roll, haven't you? Yeah, I've, I've said I've been, I've been on a few times saying I think few should have went. I was shocked. I was shocked at the timing. So I thought they they would have done it the day after the St. Mon game. Yeah. Or I just left them until whenever, maybe the end of the season, if the if results got a bit better. But I was very shocked to wake up this morning and see it. Um, it, I don't think it was the right decision. But is, is that a week lost, Scott, in terms of uh, getting the new gaffer's feet under the table and getting him involved? Yeah, I'd say it is, because if, especially if we're getting someone in, I mean, my first choice would be Knutson out of Bodo, and if we're getting someone, for example, him, and he's got a completely different style to Gio, so you'll need as much time as he needs to implement that before, obviously, we come back, we've got a few games and we get the old thumb. Don't know if you're interested in the Senegal Netherlands game at all, uh, Scott. But uh, the Dutch have scored with six minutes to go. It was looking as if it was heading for a goalless draw, uh, but Netherlands. Gakpo. It was Gakpo. All right, okay. So they've gone ahead in that game. Anyway, at what point uh, in the in Giovanni van Bronckhorst's year at Rangers? At what point did you think, right, that's it? He's got to go. How how long ago was that for you? It was. It was fifty fifty. After the first Ajax game at home, game away, when we beat 4 0, and he comes out in the presser and say, Oh, we just can't compete. Mm. It was after that. It was, I was 50 50 after that. Then a week later, we get battered by Napoli at home. And then I thought, It's it's time. We're, this isn't going to get any better. And then it was going into the, the second game against Ajax that, that he actually. Preface that game by by saying we we can't compete. Yeah, and but I think it's difficult. I mean, if I I looked at both Celtic and Rangers, I I was trying to think you were going to have to play exceptionally well, you know, in any of the games to get something from them. Yeah, you know, get at that level because no no disrespect, they are a level above quality. And that that was a nightmare group, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, absolutely. Liverpool, Ajax and, and Napoli, I don't yeah. think anyone expected Napoli yeah. to be as good as I mean, they I'm, were. I'm speaking to Barry in that and I'm thinking, how many points do you think Rangers are going to get? Mm. You know? And I'm I'm thinking myself with Celtic looking at it, thinking, how many points is Celtic going to get because how difficult the groups are? Mm. Because you talk about Leipzig and all that, they're very, very good. Milton Cuckoo is £70 million. Yeah. And as, as I said... Look at, and I'm saying it's Scott, you look at Celtic's performances, the amount of chances they created, if they, they created the amount of chances but they had a £100 million striker like a Benzema or a Haaland, they'd win the section. That's why these teams win the section because they score out of nothing yeah. because of the quality they have. Unfortunately, Celtic Rangers don't have that quality. We're hoping that we're going to have a Tony Watt situation against Barcelona. Mm. You have 20% possession yeah. and you, you score a goal in a cup tie. And that's what you're hoping for, really, when it comes to Champions League, that you put in a good performance. I agree, but because I didn't think Rangers were competitive. 
against Ajax away from home. I think Napoli at home up until they, they yeah. ordered off. Yeah. I thought they'd done well. Do you not think so? Do you, th- do you not think so, Scott? Against Napoli to the order off? I thought we were better than we were. Better, yes. than, I thought we, better than I thought we'd be. Yes. But it's just, there's no... Aside from an hour against Napoli, maybe 20 minutes against Liverpool at home, we didn't show anything in the Champions League. At least Celtic looked like they were competing. They had a goal, didn't they? Their games. Yes. Yeah, we just turned up and thought, oh, we're going to get beat. It's like when Liverpool went 2-1 up, I think Firmino scored the second to Ibrox. It was as if, oh, we're going to lose this now. And it collapsed. And Yeah, basically. And that can't, that can't happen. And I, I sat directly looking down at the dugout and I didn't see Gio up once in that Liverpool game or Ajax at home. He sat down for pretty much the entire second half. And there's no... And, and if I'm a player, like Leon King for 18, 19, struggling, I looked to my dugout for a bit of inspiration and he wasn't getting anything. Although you don't see Ange Postacoglu jumping and jumping around in the technical area much either, do you? No, it's different. Listen, I remember Sven Goring Eriksson came to England and England beat Spain 3 nothing. Everybody said, oh, that's who everybody should manage. You know? Then you see Mourinho and all that. They go and look lunatics at the mm. side of the pitch. You know, I think he's over the top, but every week he's getting booked at Roma. You know, <laughs> so so there's different ways. And I think that's a bit unfair because that was the way Gio played as well, if you think about uh, it. That quiet, was, he, that was how he got on his job. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he thinks, well, if I'm shouting a young 18-year-old on the pitch, he's looking at me while the game's going on. Mm. I want to maybe concentrate around about him. I'm hoping that some of the other players round about him. But he's got young players around side him and that's what... that's. What I'm trying to say to the Rangers supporters, it's been difficult. If it's Goldstone or that playing along with a Sands or Goldstone playing along with a King, you're hoping that they're going to be helping them. Yeah. I think in this period, once obviously Goldstone went out of the team, it's been very difficult. You've had King and Sands at times. Yeah. You've had Young, you've had Lundstrom going back to centre back, you know. Um, and that, that's very, very difficult as a manager because you're just trying to fill holes, really. Yeah. And I think that's what it became this season for him. He was trying to fill holes with the, the players he had because of the ones he never had available. I agree, you, you can always compete. Mm. But Rangers and Celtic, unfortunately, want to you have more than that. They want you to play with quality. They want you to win every game. And it doesn't help if you're behind that many points in the league against Celtic. We can talk about Europe all we want. It's because you're nine points behind Celtic as well. And as I say, I'm talking for experience as a player. I know what it was like when Rangers used to be the strongest out of yeah. us. I know how difficult it is you've got to live with every day as a player. I could only imagine what it was like for the managers that I had. How many lost their job during that period, you know, because of it, because Rangers were in front. And it wasn't because they were doing a bad job. It's because Rangers were better than us. Mm. They better players than us. We never had the finances at that particular time to bring in better players. We never had it. So it's very, very difficult. And I think Gio's found himself in that. And because his performances, his team last year, in Europe were magnificent. Yeah. Magnificent. That's where you've set the bar, isn't it? That's where you've set the bar. Yeah. But you've not replaced all the players that were exceptional in that. No. You've not replaced them. And some of the guys that played really well, Kent, as I say, and uh, Dortmund was the best I'd seen them both ways, in and out of possession. Morellas was outstanding. And he should be ashamed of himself this year. Ashamed because of the way he's done. If I was behind him, I'd be putting my head under the pillow the night with the manager losing his job for all the things that he's not been available for this season. Because he's got to remember, it's not just the manager he's representing. As I say, it's the people that come and pay your wages. Yeah. That's what you represent. He should be embarrassed today that the manager's lost his job because he's not been because he's not been available because his fitness levels, not because of an injury. Yeah, it's his fitness levels that's let him down. His lack of professionalism. You mentioned Scott uh, Knutson at Bodo Glimt. Uh, I mean, 
that's who you would like to see. Is that is it realistic? I think it is. I think if we went to him, I think I read something somewhere like he's uh, he's quite loyal and doesn't want to leave his project. So if that happens, and if he doesn't want to leave, fair enough. I think Michael Michael Beale's fifty fifty. Like he's just started. He's just in his first manager deal job. He's doing okay. He's lost a bit of form in the last few weeks. Yeah, he's lost a few recently, hasn't he? Yeah. I was disappointed in him, Scott. I was disappointed when he came out and spoke about the manager's job and saying that him and Stephen Gerrard would have won the league if they'd have stayed. I thought that was really poor timing. I must admit, I thought it was really poor timing. And ironically, he's lost four games since and he's lost to the bottom team in the championship. You know, and then sitting amongst the Rangers fans in a pub prior to the match when the manager's under pressure to the Aberdeen game. It's all right going to the game, but sitting in a pub with other supporters, mm. you know, I, I just don't think that sits right. I mean, there's an unwritten rule and I think he was out of order in that period. Peter, talk to me about Sean Dyche. So, sorry, Scott, I was just going we're, we're to... We're, I'm just trying to get another name into the frame here and get Peter's thoughts on, on Sean Dyche and whether you think that could happen. Former Burnley manager, he's obviously used to uh, being paid a pretty decent wage and he's also used to having quite a bit of money to spend relative to up here. But you look at anybody, when you're talking about Celtic and Rangers, you go on the world map... Yeah. That's what you do. Yeah, doesn't you can be the Burnley manager for the next twenty years and be really successful. You'll never be known globally as the way he would be, and that's even as a Premier League manager mm. down in England. You'll never be known globally. So, so I, he would be tempted that absolutely. And he's worked with Ross Wilson, I'm sure. I think he's worked yeah. with Ross Wilson before, or he's, he knows Ross Wilson well as uh, as well. Sean's team, Sean, I think Sean gets dealt with an unfair pack of cards. To be perfectly honest with you, his teams are very, very difficult to play against mm-hmm. but good players but they're very well organised they're hard to beat he wants them to win he wants to be competitive you would, know, would Scott Arfield have played for him at yes, one stage yeah. yes he yeah, would have yeah. he would have you know and, it, and then he's a good guy he's a right good football man you know and listen there's no doubt when Rangers come knocking and they, you, if you come up to speak to Rangers and you see around about Ibrox yeah. and whatever you look at it and you think look at the history the trophies and whatever you know and the players and the managers that's been before they'll all look at that and they were all on to much bigger if you're successful there mm-hmm. you're possible look at Ange people said people forget that Ange was international manager Australian whatever yeah. but it comes to Celtic all of a sudden he's global yeah. because he becomes a Celtic manager but he was, yeah. in, he was at a World Cup with yeah. Australia but he becomes global and that's how big Celtic and Rangers are so I think anybody gets offered a Celtic or a Rangers job surely you've yeah. got to come and speak to them because it would excite you if you know you're, there's not many clubs get 15,000, 60,000 people every week that's for sure. Yeah, you know, and I think the support around the world. I think your idea of Knutson's a really interesting one, Scott. And he is on he is in the betting, obviously. And and you think back to um, the beating, the two beatings that, that they gave to Celtic in Europe last season. Lots of good players. I th- I thought Celtic and maybe Rangers could have pilfered some of those players, to be honest, because they weren't on massive money. They they looked really good. And obviously he, uh, Knutson and Scott had brought it all together. Yeah, I think is. Obviously, I haven't seen. I don't. Want, I'm not a massive Norwegian football fan, <laughs> but I've seen. I've kept kept an eye on for a while since the Celtic game, and he was heavily into the Brighton job. He got the Ajax job after Ten Hag went Man United. So I think I, that's my first choice. And but I don't think Gilles should be the first head. I think Ross Wilson. You mentioned him there. He has to take blame. You, uh, Peter, you were saying about how he's not got the personnel. I think a lot of that comes down to recruitment and Ross Wilson's head of recruitment, director of football. I think what summed up for me, the game at Celtic Park, they're bringing on David Turnbull, Maida, I think Moy was a triple sub. Yes. And we're bringing on 
Scott Wright and Leon King? No, I agree I mean, with you. I agree with you. I said that at the start. Um, I must admit, Scott, I said that when we were asking about predictions at the start of the season. I looked at the two squads and I definitely thought Celtic was much stronger. You know, when you talk about maybe 20 players, you could say, well, they could all play in the first team. I looked at Rangers and I'm thinking, well, if everybody's fully fit, mm, there's about 15, 16, but you'll still need to add to the quality once you lost a few of the boys. And I thought you'd need to add to that quality. And that's what I always thought. When Celtic make a substitution, Celtic stays strong. When Rangers make a substitution, I'm not so sure that's the case. That was the way I always looked mm. upon it. And maybe that is down. That's what I'm saying. Maybe Gio's maybe got a different story to tell when he's not the manager now that he never had the finance yeah. to go and support what he wanted to do. You know, maybe Ross Wilson has not got the finance to go and what he wants to do because the amount of money that Rangers have made and to spend a little, mm. you know, there's got to be but questions again, if you asked. Compare, to, compare that to... Obviously, we need to compare with yourself Celtic every day. Yeah, of course. But Celtic, Matt O'Reilly was what, a million pounds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hugo was the same. Yes. Like, Hattati was 2.3. Like, there is value for money in the market. Yes. It doesn't look like we've got... Yeah, it's not all about splashing money. Yeah, not, not necessarily. Do you think the season can be salvaged, Scott, by whoever comes in? If we win a trophy, yeah. I think league's done. Yeah. So, so I think if we win a trophy, get it, then that can maybe push us on to next season see what, what happens but uh, if we win a Scottish Cup or a League Cup with I don't know who it'll be yeah. then I think that's not salvage but well what it is isn't it OK thanks for your call Scott thanks for all your calls in the course of the show thanks Peter um, as well and we will be back uh, tomorrow with another 60 minutes of football chat Stephen McGinn will be joining me uh, tomorrow night and that will be as usual live at 5 the Go Radio Football Show with MacklinMotors.com. Your local friendly experts for new and used cars. Let's go! go, 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 go. There's a new name for Toyota in Lanarkshire. From one of the UK's biggest names in motor retail. Macklin Motors Toyota is now open in Hamilton. We're bringing you everything Toyota backed by first class service. So come and view the stunning new Toyota range, all with up to 10 years warranty. Including the Igo Cross and the new Yaris Cross compact SUV. See our great choice of approved used Toyotas. Our formidable range of commercial vehicles, including the Hilux. Get expert servicing from our manufacturer trained technicians. And specialist advice from our motability team. Macklin Motors Toyota is open now at Whistlebury Road, Hamilton.